재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Bringing you stimulating discussions on current affairs Discover the best of news and current affairs Primetime on TBS EFM So last Tuesday, the Australian government slashed the proposed rate for its so-called backpacker tax from 32.5% to 19%. Treasurer Scott Morrison announced that the cabinet had agreed to set the tax rate applying to working holidaymakers at 19% on earnings up to 28,417 Australian dollars with ordinary marginal tax rates applicable after that Threshold. So this new rate will take effect from January 1st, 2017. And so to understand uh, what exactly this backpacker tax is, some of the implications and maybe for uh, some of our audience members who may be considering an excursion to Australia and what that entails. We're very pleased to have joining us from Melbourne Law School and noted tax authority, Professor Miranda Stewart. Hello. Hi, good afternoon. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Professor. Um, I suppose the first question for a lot of our listeners here in Korea would be just uh, what exactly the details of this uh, revised tax rate, this backpackers tax, and how it all came out to be? Uh, Yeah, sure. Thank you for asking the question. It's actually a slightly complicated Mm. story. Uh, We've only had this issue with temporary backpacker workers Uh, staying a year or two years in Australia for about 10 years. And uh, in the last couple of years, this controversy arose. uh, I think the way it began was that the tax office, the Revenue Authority, approached the Treasury and they seemed to think that they couldn't uh, enforce the tax system properly on these temporary workers who are travelling around and may have different employers and so on. Uh, and normally in Australia, resident taxpayers who, who are normally living here, the first $18,000 they earn is tax-free. We have a zero bracket. And then the next rate is 19%. And then the rate above that, as your income gets higher, is 32.5% in the income tax. Mm-hmm. So this, the issue with temporary backpacker workers is we don't know if they're resident or not in Australia. You know, they come temporarily, they travel around, they're always intending to go back, maybe back to South Korea um, or elsewhere in Asia or elsewhere in the world. If they were non-resident taxpayers, then we would tax them from the first dollar at 32.5%. That's always been our law. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't get the tax-free threshold at all. So I think what has happened is that these backpackers have been working for in, the, in the agricultural sector, some other sectors. Uh, it might be that their employers were not taking tax out of their wages. Uh, and then uh, the Treasury said, well, we need to enforce this tax, uh, so we need to legislate. And that's when the, the Farming uh, Federation and the, the agricultural sector protested and said, well, no, that makes this labour too expensive. That will be that will discourage backpackers, and so we need a lower rate. So what's funny is this looks like a new tax on backpackers, but actually probably the lower rate is a compromise between uh, how we really should tax them, which right. is non-residents, and taxing them as residents. 
So basically, the problem is the government's not receiving any revenues at all from it. It should be uh, as it is on the books right now at 32.5% for uh, that group of workers. However, uh, the collection aspects of it and I suppose lobbying from the agricultural uh, industry has led to this compromise where they will agree to this 19% threshold. And is it is this something now that everyone's happy about or are, are there still, uh, I suppose, some misgivings on both sides? So I get the impression that it is a political compromise. Um, when I when I look at the media, it looks like all parties have accepted it. Um, what you have to understand is the current government in power is a coalition uh, between what we call the Liberal Party and the National Party. So together they form a coalition, which is a conservative uh, government. But the National Party tends to represent the farming sector and the rural sector. And so the National Party was acting for the farmers and pushing for this low for a low rate or zero rate mm. on backpackers to encourage temporary workers and to make the wage cost lower for farmers. But uh, I guess the Treasury is in the Liberal Party and was trying is trying to keep the, the fiscal deficit down and, and by tightening up the tax system. So they had a bit of a they had a bit of a dispute within the within the government itself about what to do. Uh, and this 19% rate, that's our lowest marginal rate, you know, above the zero bracket. So basically the compromise is we don't give a zero tax rate to backpackers, but we will just tax them at 19%. I think it probably is an acceptable compromise. And I suppose this is also something that a lot of the listeners here would be wondering. Is who exactly are these backpackers? When you hear, hear the term backpackers, you think of some, I don't know, some, some grungy guy from Europe who's coming down and uh, taking a train and traveling around. But are we talking about something akin to, let's say, undocumented immigrants in the United States who work at migrant workers and, and work at farm uh, during during uh, harvest season and, and work at fairly low wages, uh, oftentimes maybe not even uh, taxable income? Is that what we're talking about here when we um, term the word backpackers? Well, look, Australia does not have that many undocumented workers. Um, as you might know, we're an island surrounded by water mm-hmm. and rather harder to get to right. than the United States, uh, for example, from across the border in Mexico. And um, in fact, as I said, it's a bit of a recent issue. So it's really only about 10 years ago the, the farming sector said that they were really facing very serious labour shortages. Uh, there were other labour shortages in some other sectors. We had a resource mining commodity boom in this country, mm. and that means all the workers were going and working for high wages in the resource sector. Nobody wanted to do the low-wage jobs. And so, actually, visa requirements were relaxed, uh, and there was a, there is a temporary migrant working visa uh, that some, especially Pacific Island people, are, are using. It's a fairly small program. And then this backpacker visa, the, the conditions were relaxed, uh, it was extended from one to two years uh, in 2006. And as far as I can work out, a couple of years ago, there were about 250,000 people a year on the backpacker visa uh, and about 40,000 of them staying for an extra year and mostly working in the agricultural sector. Uh, I got the impression that there's about 30 different countries, including quite a lot of countries in, in Asia, mm. not just Europe, uh, where people are using these these traveller visas to come and work for one or two years in different sectors. So I don't think it's the same as undocumented migrant workers. Okay. Um, but it is this sort of hybrid, really, between low-wage temporary workers, some of whom might be exploited, 
and what you might think of as your typical backpacker. Interesting. So uh, when we then look at the effect, uh, obviously difficult to predict accurately, but uh, if this 19% uh, threshold uh, indeed is uh, strictly implemented, do you feel that this would put a dampener on uh, people who would uh, want to come and, and work in the country or will it have an adverse effect on the agricultural industry? Well, look, I think if if they haven't been withholding tax at all, and, you know, my guess is that some farmers have not really been mm. withholding any tax. Um, they've, pretend, they've been treating these workers as if they were resident, essentially giving them their $18,000, which might be all that they earn, you know, in a low-wage right. job for two-thirds or three-quarters of the year, um, giving them that tax-free. Uh, so... It does add to the cost a bit of wages and either the farmer bears it or there's not enough, as many jobs offered or there's not as many backpackers because they do get a little bit less money in their pocket. Um, I don't know how serious a problem it is. Uh, the media is very mixed on this, so we no longer have a resource commodity boom. And in fact, I'm not sure that there are as many jobs available for backpackers as there were 10 years ago. It might be that some Australians are taking those jobs because they need them. Hmm. Uh, so the gap is a little unclear what, what the labour gap is. And um, it might be that uh, a couple of years ago, apparently, there were lots of backpackers hanging around outside farm gates looking for jobs that weren't available to them. So it's a little hard to say. I would have thought it would dampen the demand a bit. Right. And I don't know how serious an economic that impact that will have. And overall, as far as the tourism industry is concerned and just visitors to Australia, and I'm sure that's a very diverse group. You have people who want to stay in hotels or people who do want to just kind of travel around and, and, and uh, I suppose, uh, be a backpacker. Are there any fears that uh, perhaps um, tourism may take a hit? Uh, I understand that there's been a drop in working holiday applications to Australia. I, I, I don't know if there's necessarily any overlap between that and, and overall numbers with tourism. Yeah, so I'm more of a tax uh, expert than right. a tourism expert. Um, I, I, as I say, I, my guess is that this will dampen both the demand side a bit uh, and possibly also just push up the cost a bit on the on the farming side. So, sort of the labour supply and the demand side might might fall down might fall down a bit. It makes it a little less attractive. Um, I mean, on the other hand, it might regularise the industry a little bit. So there'll be some people who'd been exploited who perhaps. Uh, won't be. Um, I, I don't know how backpackers are treated in other countries, actually. Uh, it might be that they're, they're not being taxed elsewhere and that makes other countries attractive. Mm. You know, I also read, and you're, you're looking at Australia from the outside, maybe you have a different view. I read somewhere that Australia is like the number one working holiday destination in the world. I have no idea if that's true. Wow, okay. Um, so if that's the case, maybe the tax isn't going to make that yeah. much difference. Bottom line, as far as revenue is concerned, and you mentioned the Liberal Party and, and their uh, desire for some kind of uh, a better fiscal balance, is this a, a, a major help towards that goal or is it more of a drop in the bucket? Look, I think this is a drop in the bucket, but the reality for the government is they're looking for lots of drops. They really, mm. they really are. They want to keep rates down overall, but they we've we're in the eighth year of a fiscal deficit here, and there's another eight years on the books, more or less, uh, projected in the budget, and uh, they're pretty concerned about that. So they're trying to cut costs uh, as well as um, 
if you like, closed loopholes in a way uh, everywhere across the system to the extent that they can do that. The irony here is that perhaps the government thought they could raise this revenue from backpackers without causing any problems domestically. And what's happened is that this caused a, a bit of a fight kind of mm. within their own within their own party, as I say, because the farmers uh, objected. You know, ironically, they also have, they increased another charge, they increased the departure tax. You know, we still have an airport departure tax here for tourists. So they've added another $5 for that. So the backpackers will pay that when they leave. Right. Um, and they've also done something with superannuation, which is retirement contributions for backpackers, that they're going to kind of take some of that as well. So I'm not sure how much better off some of the backpackers are going to be in the end. Interesting. Interesting. We will have to leave it there. But Professor Stewart, thank you very much for joining us. Very interesting topic indeed. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.